0: Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to Behind the Bunker episode 461 podcast 342 here we are live at uh, Wellington Street Studios for yet another Monday night paintball show I know there's lots of paintball shows out there and we thank you very much for choosing ours my name is Todd Ansich, guys. With me, I have in studio Joe Kimson from Flag Raiders Paintball.
1: Greetings and thanks for tuning in tonight to you, uh, beautiful Behind the Bunker. We are tanned and we are burnt from being outside <laughs> in blistering heat all weekend. Yeah. But we had lots of um, walk-on players, rental players, and lots of airsoft guys. So it was a solid weekend of, uh, of paintball at Flaggators. So mm-hmm. if you're out looking to get out, it's the time to get out. And we have rental equipment so you can bring some friends and show them how great paintball is
0: yeah yeah i uh, i'm not tanned as my daughter said i'm just dirty um and uh we have uh who else we have in studio matt we have josh zuby sabrakis how are you sir
2: yes sir i too am tanned sadly it's not from playing paintball this weekend it's from playing bob the builder uh repairing the deck
0: (laughs) his erotic deck if you listen to previous shows is that what he says is that what he called it the erotic deck One
2: of you did. It wasn't me.
0: (laughs) I think you misspoke, and that's what we thought we heard you say. But uh, following closely, looking over uh, Josh's fence, we have Gavin Sharma from Tech Industries.
3: That's right, Gavin Sharma from Tech Industries here. And ladies and gentlemen, happy belated Canada Day. Happy belated uh, Independence Day, 4th of July. Uh, Some of us celebrated uh, a little bit differently. Others celebrated... Pretty much the same, and talking about pretty much the same celebrations. It's behind the bunker on Monday night, uh, so instead of fireworks, you can hit that like and share button, or start a watch party because it is Monday. It is paintball. It is behind the bunker, and you are here, my friends, we'll and other own, people. We'll
1: make our own fireworks, friend.
0: <laughs> Joe said that to Gavin several times. Yep. Uh oh, yuck. My um, lawyers are
3: looking to <laughs> send you a letter, my friend.
0: Yes. I, you know, and I appreciate all your, all your Facebook and Instagram things, but I'm done seeing firework things. Let's move on to celebrating other things, not just the birth of our countries and such like that. Um, much like Thanksgiving, you guys celebrated yours on the wrong day. Canada day was on the first of July. You guys celebrate, what did they celebrate? Is it not, it's not Memorial day. It's just oh, July what? 4th. That's
1: Independence it's day. Independence Day. day. That's day what it's called. It's called Treason prison. Day. <laughs>
0: yes. Treason Day. So, regardless of politics, thank you guys for joining us. This is behind the bunker, our weekly paintball show. Um, let me see what I got lo- loaded up here. So tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be watching you in the live chat. We want to know what is the worst weather you guys have played in. Joe and I just s- suffered through an entire weekend of what one can only call a humid, hot box uh, of weather over those over the weekend. It was. 30-something, feeling like 40-something, and the percentage of humidity was ridiculously high, and it was uncomfortable to be outside, but yet we still had people with smiles on their faces playing paintball, but you could tell that by the end of the day, they were done, um, so it kind of inspired me today to kind of ask you guys, what What do you guys, what was the worst weather that you have been in, and we got lots of responses on Facebook and Instagram, and we're going to watch you guys in the live uh, chat as well, because I know if you guys have ever played paintball more than once or twice, you probably have a day that was uh, that was nasty. Um, all right, so we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, one thing else here, guys, I don't know if you know this, but uh, paintball.media has released another uh, version of their, or uh, I was going to say episode, but another uh, issue of their magazine. Go check it out. Go to paintball.media on Facebook or uh, check out their website as well. Uh, this from Exalt I is saw those. it made me very happy um it's like a So,
2: Yo, you're ordering some of those right well, <laughs> I, I require one of them
0: yeah okay, someone two. tag exalt right now because i want them to know that we're talking about them this is um these are badass I, I having to wear a mask at the field um is is fine but if but i have something similar to this already but it's not nearly as cool where if someone walks up and I have to have a conversation, I can quickly pull that up or down depending on sort of what I'm doing. If I'm working away and no one's around me, I can pull it down. Uh, but I'm pretty excited. I, I do like that very much. Uh, so and good did I on... see
3: an all-terrain tiger stripe pattern as well?
1: He had, Ed, Ed does a desert tiger stripe that's pretty close to the all-terrain, but it, it works really nicely. So I think it's a, it's a solid one to have.
0: Yeah. Uh, here's Instagram, here's, uh, Exalt's Instagram. If you check it out, it has, uh, uh, kind of a black and white tiger stripe, a couple other patterns there. So, but we'll talk about that more as the show goes on. So, um, so and if
3: you're watching, I'm a uh, small, <laughs> um, just, just so you know,
0: it, are, are you, I wonder if that would make a difference if you need what to get are, different what are they sizes, called? buffs, I, that's what I would call them, right? I don't know if Exalt calls them something different. Uh, this picture here from Gary Baum, featured by Paintball.media, speaking of them. They're releasing daily photos. I saw this, and this is awesome. There's so many things going on in this picture, but poor guy lying down in the snake thinking he's doing a super job. But, uh, yeah, he's about to very, get his.
1: If you look in the very top corner on the right-hand side, there's one of those planes flying over that says "Edet Golden Corral.
0: And then if you look in the VIP tent, that's Joe and I having sandwiches, nice cold sandwiches.
1: Triangle sandwiches like at funerals. Yep.
0: Um, This here was in uh, Empire Paintball's uh, social media feed there. I like it, uh, but you can see clearly there they're shooting uh, or holding on to Enola Gay uh, smoke there, orange. Pretty cool.
1: Matches this jersey.
0: I haven't really been following much of the Ultimate Shootout. It's very cool. I've watched it kind of in passing in short bits, but I haven't really followed it. It's very well done, and I, I like the coverage of it um but uh maybe I'll give it a second a second look war at its worst ladies and gentlemen but paintball at its best nam tour of duty august 15th 2020 behind the bunkers helping three rivers paintball and mission masters promote this event so make sure you guys go check it out if you're able to uh to get there um that's all that I have in the latest and greatest in news um Matt, I forgot to tell you, there is a video on the bottom row, third from the last, and then one to the right that says quiet. Mm-hmm. Can you play, oh, uh, I didn't put the sound properly. You know well, what? Maybe well. save it for next. Sure. Maybe save it for next week. I found a video that we were talking about on the weekend at the field that you guys will see it and you'll go, oh, I remember this. It is terrible. We were
1: all that, are you going to play that good for you? I, I, can, I suggested Yeah,
0: it. I can't play it right now because i didn't put our audio over top of it so it would have been lost but we'll do that for next week um so tonight we're talking about weather uh we're going to get to that in just a moment we also have a fresh vault from joe coming up uh we have a mag fetish segment maybe price is right and a couple questions that you guys have sent in that we'll get to as well uh what's your you want to start with the vault matt Sure. All right, so tonight's vault, guys, brought to you by Flaggarders Paintball. Check this out, we'll be right back.
1: Hey, it's uh, Joe from Flaggarders Paintball. We're here with another segment of From the Vault where we go back in history, back into the early days of paintball. Today, I have a pair of my very own olive green Vents Predator goggles. These were arguably my favorite paintball goggles ever. The soft neoprene gave you lots of protection. I particularly like the strap, it would do up nicely, clip and easy to adjust. This one has a second generation camouflage strap. It's got a tinted yellow lens, but these are awesome. Lots of protection, even from a rental mask they, with the closed cell neoprene foam, they dried really well. These are super comfortable. They fit everybody with eyeglasses or whatever you needed, but these were fantastic back in the day. I think they would probably even work with a bump helmet if you took the uh, forehead protection off, who knows? Guys, you've been watching From the Vault on Behind the Bunker. See you soon. Pew, pew. Uh, here they are. These are my um, green vents. I brought them. I, I carefully carried them over here to the Behind the Bunker tonight. I don't know if, if anyone's watching, If if anyone had an opportunity to wear these actually in play, but they were basically uh fog resistant. They w- they wouldn't fog. They had great ventilation. They're super light and you know you you got a lot of if you got hit you got, you know, you had great protection. Um these washed up really well. There was an integrated neoprene head shield that would go over. You could get these in black, olive green, um there was a yellow pear, an orange pair, Then there was, you know, other pairs, But, you know, these these are really pretty fantastic in their in their time. So this is the Vents Predator. These are made in Michigan somewhere as well. I don't know exactly where. it's on the other
0: side of us from Lake Itchagumi.
1: It, Lake Ichigumi, yes. If you cross the bridge, and that and the class did up probably wouldn't the class wouldn't uh, probably meet ASTM standards now. But you know, if it was done upright, it was great, and you could. Like many other things that reach around the back, you can undo it with one finger if you want. Boom. Um, so there you go, guys. This is the Vents Predator, Olive Green, and this is uh, from the vault. Whoa, it's going the wrong way. <laughs> Holy shit. Sorry, there new studio, ladies new and gentlemen. New studio, and I'm left-handed, so blame it on me. Yeah. All right, guys.
0: <laughs> or as Millie Vanilli said, blame it on the rain. One of these days, uh, soon hopefully, we'll have all of our friends back in studio with us. Um, Yeah, I didn't talk to Gavin and Josh about that, but hopefully soon, right, guys?
3: Just waiting for the extended bubble, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. What is it, what is the next stage of us? We're in stage two, so we know what that means, but what is stage, what would stage three look like?
3: Uh, I think things almost back to normal with the exception of massive gatherings like um, theaters and uh, arenas and like ballparks and stuff like that, so It'll be almost business as usual. So that is what I'm hoping for.
0: So no Skyball.
3: Uh, Skyball is on the bubble. Fingers crossed. <laughs>
1: um, it, yes. This is what a two looks like. <laughs> Thanks. And then this is what a three looks like. So oh, so it's got the double curve. It's so it's like a sideways slight, bump. Slight, a slight difference, yes. Yeah, okay. So
0: there you go. Sounds but I didn't good.
3: want to move too quickly from uh, Joe's exceptional piece of uh, sporting memorabilia um the vent system was great the predator was great i liked it that was the actual first goggle system that i had slapped on my face it was a rental at uh flagrators not the last thing slapped on your face (laughs) and i really appreciate i'm trying to keep this pg let's go
1: Um, and i really
3: appreciated the uh integrated uh chin um or the neck protector Ah, uh, that dangled loosely.
1: Dangled <laughs> so, loosely.
3: Yeah. And
1: you get you get pull it in tight, so it's like a banana hammock, or you just let it hang loose. This is this is the perfect <laughs> national. This is the perfect National Geographic mask.
3: <laughs> and I want Joe to do the <laughs> remainder <laughs> of the show with the mask on. I'll do it. I
1: don't care.
0: <laughs> I have a pair of those. I don't think they're in green. I think they're in black. But they were super light. But they're they feel like they're fragile. Like if you were to get them caught on a branch or something.
1: No, wait, man. These things, you, you'd be crouched.
0: Maybe they're just fragile to. now because the, the foam is probably probably That's a I lot of
1: flicking, Mr. Dimson. this is pretty good.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: <laughs> you know, I wouldn't. You know, would I wear these for paintball? I, I guess you, I wouldn't want to wreck them. I think I have a new pair anyway. I guess mm. I could. James
3: I'm sure Lindsay, those lenses are fine, too. <laughs>
1: yeah, they might be. It's not like I stored them in the sunlight.
0: James Lindsay calls it the dangling thing. The dangling. It's nice a, to see Daniel... Barney Alamo in the live chat as well. There we go. Uh, Marcel Perry wants to know if that mask is COVID-19 approved.
1: Indeed it is. It's actually, it would probably be better than most of the masks. Forget the, the M95 way, was
0: manufactured way before 95.
1: The, the way the venting is, I think this is a, a solid mask. You could wear this into battle.
0: There you go. Um, so speaking of battle, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about uh, playing paintball, and we want to talk about the weather that you guys have succumbed to playing there. As I just kind of went on a bit of a rant, Joe and I just got through one of the world's hottest weekends of the year, uh, and we had an event at our field a few years ago. It was uh, it was a battle royale game, if I don't if I remember correctly. Oh uh,
1: no, it's Canadian Carnage. Oh, that's it what it was, Canadian so Carnage. Hot.
0: So it was so hot. We had uh, basically. Cases and cases of water at the exit to the field, so as players were leaving, they didn't have a choice but to be taken a water. We had staff there giving everybody a water bottle, so that when they got off the field, they were kind of forced to have one in their hand. That way, they remembered to drink. And luckily, we had very little, if any, heat stroke cases that day. But it was nasty. It was yeah. There very was nasty. Uh,
3: there was bottles of water being handed out to each player, as well as coolers full of uh, Gatorade. Uh, so you can uh, get the electrolytes in and hydrate as well. Yeah. So it was just a way to keep people alive and playing and uh, save so they can go home. But it was a, I thought it was a, an exceptional idea uh, that should be implemented in all fields, particularly in, in, in extreme heat like that. Yeah.
0: We tried to get the event sponsored by Pedialyte, but it was too close to the fact that we, you know, it was too close to the event when we found out how bad it was going to be. But uh, I i bought a bottle of Pedialyte for one, one event thinking I was going to, because I know Dion and a couple other guys had had bought some for for this for the heavy days, and that stuff tastes like crap.
3: So that is a it's, it's a mainstay in the uh, Sharma household. I, <laughs> I carry individual PD lights out uh, with me at the field too, where you can just add them to an, an empty wa- or to a water bottle. Um, so you mix that up. It's like salty apple juice, mm. not the greatest thing, but at least it keeps you upright. So yeah. um, much like that blue pill, it keeps you upright <laughs> and uh, in, in the game. See
1: oh, Alice, Gavin.
2: Yes. <laughs> we've so got right. the uh the powdered berry flavored one for the kids here in the summer and it's actually pretty good like it doesn't taste like it's salted juice or salty at all yeah
3: and so uh what i mean todd you were sort of teasing that and joking about it but pd light has it, it comes in many forms uh there's freezies there's juice uh there's the powder crystals but how important it is hydration uh, and making sure that you're pre-hydrating before you hit the field. And I know a lot of guys and a lot of women, too, um, before an event, they enjoy the adult beverages yeah. or the multiple large coffees on right. route to the field, uh, which is a diuretic. So if you're already walking around moderately dehydrated, not only your brain, but your body's not going to respond, and you can get to a heat-related emergency. Yeah. It is crazy heat going on right now. And for most people who are accustomed to air-conditioned lifestyles, both in their homes and the offices and stuff like that, uh, you can run into great difficulty. So yeah. I, don't to, uh, I don't want to underestimate the, uh, the, the importance of making sure that you're properly hydrated before yeah. you get to the field and as you're doing physical activity, making sure you're increasing your fluid intake and electrolytes as well. Yeah. Um, and, the you know, dill the pickle juice, uh, also helps, uh, uh, keep yeah. you in the game as well. Because again, yeah. at the end of the day, this is a game. It's a, it's a sporting activity. We all want people to go home healthy and safe, uh, with big smiles and not, uh, spending time in the ER.
0: Yeah. Do you prehydrate when you, uh, before you go out on dates too, or?
3: Yes, Todd. Yes, I do. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for, for bringing that up. That's, that's really
2: important. <laughs> there.
0: Yeah. Um, um sorry josh speaking you say... of
2: things that are important um <laughs> has anyone looked at hydrodil lately i don't think they're in business anymore.
0: it's funny you say that because i okay so i had some hydrodil i uh we were working at uh at the indoor doing some stuff and it was nasty hot and i i chugged a hydrodil because i was drinking water and i wasn't feeling like i was still you know whatever so i chugged a hydrodil then i had a bottle of water and I took a picture of it and, and put it on Instagram and, and tagged people because I, I, you know, it was that kind of time of year where people, you know, need to hydrate. So I thought I'd post it. And I tagged them in it and not even a response. Um, normally they're all over our stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, I, I, I don't know if they are still around. Um,
2: I don't think they are,
0: which is Just too bad. Yeah, that means I'm going to have to make my own brine. I like that stuff, I thought that was
3: great. It's great it was packaged wonderfully, but I'm just sucking from the jar of Bix. <laughs> <laughs> are you really? Hillbilly style.
0: <laughs> and every once in a while, there's a crunch in there. Yeah. Now, are you drinking from the garlic dill, or are you doing the uh, sweet, what do they call it, the sweet pickles? That's... What are you, a psycho, The bread, and, bu- the bread and butter. <laughs> the bread and no, butter stuff. like
3: dill uh, with my pinky up, because I'm a gentleman, damn it. <laughs>
0: Ah, it's nice to see DJ Gizmo in the house. How are you, sir? One of these days, we're going to get to OXCC and see you and your assistant, your shirtless assistant. Ah. So you guys have some stuff on social media. Joe, you've got some sheets. Matt, you've got I some do? sheets. Yeah. I think everybody does. And we're going to watch you guys in the live chat. Let me load you guys up to make sure that we've got you. Um, So if you guys have uh, an experience of when you guys played, uh, in in terrible terrible weather conditions, post it up and we'll see if we can get it on the show here. Joe, uh, give us an example or two of what you have.
1: Um, two feet of uh, Nick de Costanzo, uh, two feet of snow at skirmish for the Stalingrad game. Uh, Blaine Calloway played in an ice storm at PRZ Paintball in Ontario, which was actually really fun. Uh, Tommy Tamula, damp and sunny morning in the woods, despite a new lens. And fans saw nothing and shot everything that moved. Uh, Ryan Pounder was a tornado that touched down near Georgina one day. That was pretty bad. Um, Greg Muller, Mardi Gras, Open Louisiana, Louisiana, up to eight inches of water on the field.
0: Wasn't um, Mardi Gras a, vid, a paintball video, Matt? Yes. Yeah. It might it have been. But what tournament series was that featuring? Do you remember? Uh, was it NPPL?
1: I, I want to say NPPL. Yeah, yeah. NPPL, Mardi Gras, Open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Billy Kitts played in the weekend after the blizzard of 93 at AG games in Virginia oh, and then Jesus. the LA Open in February it just didn't seem to stop raining when we were on the field um,
0: Christopher Delicious in the live chat says the flooding at Sherwood we had an event at our field a national event that came through and it rained so hard that it dropped I don't want to exaggerate, Joe. Somewhere between a foot and sixteen inches of rain at, in at, a full fo- in about forty minutes. At the outdoor, yeah. yeah. we had to
1: get pumps and stuff. So anyway.
0: it, it basically flooded everywhere. They had to cancel that day's worth of events, uh, which this happened at maybe two thirty in the afternoon. So yeah. most of the days were played, and yeah, we rented a creek pump in order to uh, pump water from the field. And the next day, when people showed up, they were they were amazed to see that it was empty.
1: It was a lot of, yeah. a lot of work. It was fun.
0: Uh James Bucknell says that Florida 2019 World Cup was hotter than I've ever played in. I was just gonna say Florida World Cup, we were there for that and it was hot. But Florida's always hot at World Cup. I I, I don't it is.
1: It's always like yeah oppressive. Uh and
0: then Jimmy Churchill, before we move on to uh to Gavin and, and Josh here, Jimmy Churchill in the live chat says uh stormed at every living legends that he's been to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Josh? What do you have on your sheets?
2: Uh, I've got a couple of good ones here. Uh, a well-known fellow in Painful, John um, Amodea, says eleven degrees survival in New York speedball tournament in the late eighties. I believe he's referring to Fahrenheit, not Celsius, <laughs> for, for clarification. Yeah, um, yeah. Elizabeth Stewart says after playing PRZ. Uh, They got hit with a tornado while they were trying to cook dinner. And I think that was the year we were there. But we squirreled away to a hotel and a restaurant after that day of play. Of course.
0: Why wouldn't you go to a hotel?
2: I think we missed that. (laughs) Um,
0: Because
2: there's tornadoes. Uh, Adam Legendes from TFR says uh, the one game in 2014 had to have been one hour before game time. The sky opened up and absolutely drenched everything.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, then
2: the sunny skies came out great weather cleared everything up it was actually a very phenomenal great day of paintball. i think what happened was that rain got rid of all that heat and we just it it was it was fantastic
0: yeah 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 i remember that joseph rose says 2006 nppl huntington beach it rained like crazy and he went through five bob long boards yeah that's never good that's never good. One day we'll have a discussion of how to survive paintball in rain. There's lots of tips and tricks that you guys out there have. Uh, Josh, do you have uh, a few more? Or should we uh, check and see yeah, what Gavin has?
2: I've got one from Todd Fahrenhold. It says, Blackhawk down at official paintball. Uh, Cloud zipped open and dumped uh, a bunch of rain on the field. It says five feet. I think maybe he might be five inches uh, in some place. The creek was overflowing.
0: I believe he meant to say crick.
2: Quite possibly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one from uh, Nightwing uh, well I'm from Chicago and this was all in one day it was sunny then it snowed then it hailed then it rained went back to sunny then it snowed again finally ended up being back to sunny all of that in a matter of two hours of March 2016 yeah. I think we can successfully say we've had days like that too, out of, like, oh, yeah. two where you seem to get all of the weather all in one shot yeah.
0: or you could go to uh You know, Joe and I thought to ourselves, hey, there's a Living Legends and a PSP going on at the same time in Chicago. Let's drive down. We'll take some people down there and we'll go and uh, we'll check out the event and play. Well, we arrived there on, I think it was Thursday afternoon. We went to the field. Everything looked great. We went to our hotel, grabbed some gas. And as we were getting gas, the storm clouds were rolling in like a mother. It just looked awesome. And, uh, between the time going from the gas station to the target, it, the rain started coming down and then going sideways. We opened up one side That's of our crazy. vehicle's windows on the opposite side that the rain was driving just to make a point of it. And it, it, it we were not getting any rain. It was that bad. We were pulled into the target, uh, waited a couple of minutes cause we, you know, it was pouring rain. Finally, we said, screw it. We got to go we ran in and the target was empty because everybody was abiding by the tornado warning sirens and they're hiding in the back of the store. So I know know. we've told that story before, but that, that was terrible. So the next morning we went to living legends and PSP and they were still cleaning up. The carnage was devastating. They had lost a couple of fields, all the mesh and cable had snapped. It was on the ground and they were piecing it back together and God, God bless them. They got most of the fields back up, but, uh, what a disaster that event was. Um, but, I, you know, it went on and people played. I, we were sitting in the tents days later, and as if nothing happened, so good on PSP at that point. Gavin, uh, what do you say?
3: Uh, so we have a few people who have uh, chimed in. Uh, Mark A. D. Uh, says, a hurricane and a big brush fire during Hawaiian Legends 1 and 2. They still played. Uh, and Turner chapika uh says ice storm uh he uh, well he wrapped that event but he still played uh and people were out there being uh pelted with ice and stephen wright i'll try to do my best stephen wright impression went through <laughs> microburst ice storms heavy rains and a tornado no
1: one? Anyone? <laughs> I love them. <my>, I, <laughs> no,
3: I like Stephen <laughs> Thank Wright. you. Yeah. Uh, Your
0: impersonation, right. though, like if I close my eyes and then plugged my ears, it was dead on.
3: I, I thought so as well. <laughs> uh, and,
0: uh, seconds, 40 seconds later, when the hail finally stopped, it just turned back into kind of light rain and the game continued. But uh, it was such a freak storm that had rolled in. That was uh, that was pretty cool. What about you, Joe? Worst time that you've ever played in weather?
1: <sighs> We we had played at Red Dawn once at the at the middle field, and we had snow. Then we had freezing rain, and we had a bunch of about a quarter inch of um, freezing rain on top of the snow. You'd be running and you'd be fine, and all of a sudden you'd you'd fall through and you'd bang your knees. That that was that was interesting. Then we had a couple Red Dawns that were like bitterly cold, like minus twenty five degrees Celsius, and we people were still playing. And then we've had some days at the outdoor that have just poured rain, and you just you can't do anything but sort of smile.
0: Stinging rain.
1: Stinging rain, <laughs> that kind of rain.
0: Yeah. What about uh, what about you, Josh? Worst weather you've been in?
2: Um, the worst one I think is when uh, Jack won and Tom the Tomcat Tomingham. And I drove down to area fifty one in Michigan. Hmm. And it was cold, which is fine. I can deal with cold. But once the cold started, the wind picked up a little bit and then it started raining. Right. And that was just it was just brutal. It was so cold. It was so bitter cold on hey. absolutely everything. The wind would suck any heat out of you that you could possibly gather up by putting extra layers on and just it was bad. Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, Josh, speaking of you and Tom, the Tom, Tom Cat Cunningham, remember the day we were out at the field might have been red dawn. It was it was definitely snow on the ground. And I took one of the air ups bunkers and we started using it as a toboggan going down, sliding down a hill. And we found out that you have to uh, you can't use it fully inflated because it just wouldn't slide because it was too full um yeah. we had to, to uh we had, we had a half it. yeah and we were having a hard time tom could just not get to the bottom of the field without falling off and you and i maybe had one or two good attempts but it was uh that was a fun day that i think he day. took
2: about nine or ten runs at that hill and kept face planting every
3: single time <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it was pretty fun uh garvin what about
3: you it wasn't actually a playing, it was a reffing. It was the CXBL tournament in Essex, oh, so it's yeah. outside of Windsor. Um, and it was literally four seasons in one day. So I remember <laughs> the morning starting off, frigidly cold, frost everywhere, uh, where we thought we were going to get frostbite. And we're all layered up. Um, by midday, it was monsoon, tsunami-type rains. Um, and winds that actually, you know, we had to stop the the games because uh, people couldn't even see uh, yeah. because there was that much uh, rain and wind, yeah. uh, which actually took down some of the meshing and all that and anyway. And then later on in the afternoon, it was insane heat where people were dropping like flies from heat exhaustion, uh, including some of the ref staff as well. So it went from like frostbite to heat exhaustion, um, soaked to the bone, and... <laughs> Um, that was the last, th- that, that was the last time I actually wrapped, uh, the CXBL yeah. because it was, I, I shared the <laughs> story numerous times, uh, on on the show, but soaked to the bone, still in gear, just wanting to get home.
0: Was the stopped players at the were gas thankful. Station,
3: <laughs> stopped, stopped at the gas station, uh, for something to eat. <laughs> and it was either gas station sushi or Lunchables oh. <laughs> eating cold Lunchables. <laughs> uh, pastor side seat <laughs> thinking, what the hell am I doing? My Why? Life? All <laughs>
0: yes. right. Well, here's the question: Would you rather have? Would you rather play in the heat or the downright cold? See, I would rather do the cold because at least you can jump into a car or whatever and maybe warm up. But the heat, like, you can't escape it. It's it's so, everywhere, uh, it's
1: so oppressive. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, extremes
3: uh, impact your body and your brain differently, right? So I think you're far more functional in the extreme cold versus extreme heat, right? Because more systems, I think, shut down quicker yeah. um, in the extreme heat. So, but you know what? Um, I'm an island man, right? It's <laughs> it's it's my people. So I'm genetically uh, predisposed to uh, to make sure that I excel in the heat. Yeah. Um, so that's what I'm leaning towards. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather play in the heat as well, if you're going to ask
0: me. Uh, by the way, nice to see David Justice in the live chat. David, how are you, sir? Um, David, or sorry, Chica Estrada says he would rather, he would play in both. Well, I think we all would, and that's a problem. Like We all play fairly religiously, and that's why we end up in these situations with the weather. And if anyone's asking at home, I wasn't going to ask Matt what his worst experience is because Matt wakes up in the morning. If it's not 21 to 23 degrees with less than 50% humidity, he doesn't come out. I so.
3: prefer overcast as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, his skin prefers overcast.
2: It has <laughs> to be moderate or below UV
3: index. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I see a lot of haters in the uh, chat right now saying uh, heat sucks and I won't play in the heat, but at least your equipment functions. When you, hit the, when you hit the minus whatever it is Celsius and things start freezing up and things start, start not working and, you know, you can't get air into your system and then you just have a bad day sitting in your vehicle trying to tech stuff to get it up and running, yeah. um, you never have a significant issue with your equipment when it's hot out. Yeah. That's all I'm saying.
0: But your equipment, lo- your equipment looks better played, in the heat, though, than the cold.
2: I've played events, too, where we've brought those uh, – like heat pack things, you take them out, you shake them up a little bit. Yeah. I've played events where we've actually taped those to our markers just to keep them functioning.
0: Oh yeah. I was an idiot. I play with my DM four in a winter big game. Cause that's the gun I wanted to use. And I wrapped a wool sock around my gun with duct tape and right against the body frame on both sides. I had a, um, those, you're, you're talking like the finger mitt warmers and, uh, it worked It worked just fine, but it was kind of silly, that's for sure. Um, Unless you guys have anything else that you guys want to add, should we move on? I think so. Okay, because there's something that I wanted to talk to you guys about. Did you know that my good friends over at Planet Eclipse were the creators of the most incredible tournament paintball markers, soft goods, and gear. In fact, they have the winningest paintball markers in paintball, and now innovators in mechanical actions including the M170R and the MG100 magfed Marvel. Check them out today.
1: Enola Gay is the world's leading manufacturer of smoke grenades, Thunderflash, airsoft, and paintball grenades for use in theater, film, photography, and of course paintball. Pull a tab at your next event. Hashtag pop smoke.
3: And AirUps are proudly made in the United States of America. Their thick welded seam, stainless steel hardware, multiple color options and layouts are available. 2020 is here and their fields are shipping now. Ask about full color printing and custom logo options. Make sure you customize your next field with AirUps.
2: Ruthless paintball products caters to both professional players and weekend warriors. They have set a new level of paintball playing apparel. You can head over to their website now and use our BTB15 promo code for 15% off.
3: And more than just swabs and pads, Exalt is a way of life. Available at discerning retailers, fields, shops, and shows, tournament-ready, battle-proven, and now with their new neck thingy, the Gator. <laughs> uh, make sure you hit them up right now for your neck gator and all your paintball needs at Exalt.
1: Is neck gator a one-word or two-word? Oh, sure. It's like alligator, isn't it? Neck gator? And in the beginning, you fall out of a tree. You stumble down a rocky cliff. You wade chest deep through a mosquito-infested bog, and you realize you're surrounded. It's party time. You own a Tipman. Now combined Empire, JT, Tipman, and V-Force, and you get the world's largest distributor of everything paintball. GI Sports. Boom.
0: DLX Technologies is the manufacturer of the Lux paintball marker as well as other great product lines like the SP Shocker, the Gog Enemy, and the Freak Barrels, just to name a few. A longtime paintball manufacturer, they've got the gear that you can trust and the gear is outstanding.
1: Oh, for over 50 years, Altama has proudly carried militaries from across the globe through every challenging environment, including malls, jungles, deserts, urban battle zones, and pandemics. In the beginning. Make Altama your next paintball, airsoft, or everyday shoe. Look for Altama, original SWAT, and first tactical at a leading retailer near you.
2: Folks, let me tell you about ninjas. Not all of them wear black. (laughs) With advanced colorways, coatings, adjustable regs, remote lines, fill stations, hydro testing, and so much more, Ninja products have what it takes to keep you out front and always in the game. Do not forget, they are made in America.
0: Very good. Guys, check out our sponsors. If it wasn't for them, you'd be watching something better on TV right now. Uh, Christopher Pringle in the live chat says, uh, trust the Phantom with a pocket of 12 grams and a heat pack. (laughs) <laughs> there you go uh feel free to tag any of our sponsors guys i appreciate uh you guys watching at home and uh, interacting with any of our sponsors whether you go over to any of their sites and and uh, give them a follow or give them a like that would be awesome um so we talked about whether that was awesome paintball extravaganza i wanted while i got you on here guys um I, I don't know if we talked about this on the show a couple weeks ago or not but Paintball Extravaganza has now teased the fact that they're moving to Dallas this year. Do you guys think Paintball Extravaganza will be a success in February, or do you think we're going to still be wrestling pandemic?
1: I don't know, but I can get a steak in Dallas.
0: Yeah, I thought we opted not to buy steak anymore on the road. We're going to stick with, like, sushi and stuff. They would have fresh sushi in Dallas, wouldn't they?
3: Hey Y'all want an egg roll. <laughs> Y'all, Y'all want. want some time. <laughs> With a cowboy hat and boots on. Y'all want
1: <laughs> one of them? Collard greens and sushi.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that. Now, um I'm trying to think. There was a, a conversation that Rick and I had last week and he kinda teased it. And I don't know if I'm allowed to say anything. Give me a minute while you guys are talking amongst yourselves. I'll see if I can find it. Um but he had uh, slipped some information that I kind of think is uh something we want to talk about. But do you think Dallas is a good uh a good
3: spot? I think it's solid. Um potentially if things get under control, right? Yeah, yeah. T-
1: actually Texas is like a I don't know, they should maybe flip a coin between Texas, Florida and California about where the <laughs> where we where we should where we should all go. Yeah.
0: Hey, what do you guys think? I, I, I gave Rick this idea, and I don't know if he's going to use it or if it's even plausible. What do you guys think of Jelly Ball? Because they want to do something next year. But, t- but also, if Greg Hastings wants to do something, why not do time trials with a Jelly Ball? Sure. Because there would be no mess.
1: There'd be no mess.
0: Um, I took the little Jelly Balls. What are they really called?
1: Jelly Balls.
0: No, what, is, what are they called? Uh,
1: Benoit
0: Balls. Not benois.
3: What
1: are they called? Holy the crap, Matthew. <laughs> Good for you, Matt. I was going to say that, then I would have followed up with Butaki ruined by carpet. No, but what are, what are those things
0: called that you buy as a kid? You buy them for your kids. You put them in water and they uh, expand. They become jelly balls. What are they called?
1: Things. Testicles.
0: Any- <laughs> <laughs> anyways, testicles. Jesus Christ, Gavin. <laughs> so um, anyways, I had a bunch of them. I put them in water. My daughter enjoyed them. I put them on the front porch to dry out. And within two or three days, they were gone. You could barely see them. And then we had rain. I went out to go get the mail. I looked down, and there they were again. So they're easy to clean up. I think would be a. I think it would be a great so idea. So I'm not going
3: to lie. I was really impressed, and I think I pulled most of you guys to uh, uh, tanks. <laughs> yes, and I uh, enjoyed but, that. Uh, Thank you. Yes, uh, for for the jelly ball, it, it's a <laughs> it's a neat product, and I think it's a it's a wonderful way to get uh, kids into the sport too. Uh, I have some questions um, about sort of the full auto aspect of it, but it is what it is, right? I mean, chacun son goût. But, you know, I, I think it's it's, it's going to be really helpful to bridge the gap between um, getting kids in from Nerf, yeah. Jelly Ball, and then potentially 50 cal from there. So it's a good stepping stone system. So um, I'm, I'm all on board, and I'm interested in learning more about it. So
0: Rick Chard is actually watching the show right now. He said, that may be in the works, he hints. Um, Christopher Pringle... As delicious as you may be, your idea is terrible. Atomic Pickle. So we bought the Atomic Pickle. We bought cases of it. I would like you to find me a gun where Atomic Pickleball actually works in. There is no detent or detent, depending on what part of the world you're from, that holds those things in a gun. Yeah. We've tried Gog Enemies, Tipmans, everything that... even A Tippman Model Eight Ninety Eight has the largest ball detent or detent. Um in any gun out there and it has a hard time holding the pickleball back because it has like a wiffle ball it has the largest openings right so find me a gun that has a big enough ball taunt for that actually to work and we bought cases of it thinking this would be a great thing to do um but it failed miserably and i'm i'm pretty pretty upset about it um maybe pickleball can correct me if i'm wrong maybe they sell a ball taunt that 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 does something better than that but uh, Christopher Pringle also tries to redeem. He says orbits, they're called orbies Now that he says that, right? Is that what they're called, Gavin? Orbies?
1: Orbs are nice. You can hold them in your yeah. hand. Yeah.
0: Um, so there you go. Um, <laughs> so paintball extravaganza, ladies and gentlemen. We think Dallas, but are we all thinking that's a good place to be?
1: I think so.
3: Yeah, um, I'm, I I I'm, I'd be excited to go. I'm not going to lie. Um, build a uh, big belt buckle and uh, some boots. Uh, I think Gavin can fit right in.
0: I am making my own belt buckle. We just had an apple pie for dessert tonight, and I saved the tin, and I'm going to put some jewels on it, and I'm going to attach it to a belt and see if – would that be large enough for Dallas? Is that – am I – there you go. Joe's got a belt buckle right there. (laughs) Yeah.
3: So why don't we get some custom BTB belt buckles uh, for the shrimp? Oh,
0: But then we'd all have to wear jeans with our shirts tucked in to show off those belt buckles. I mean, I'm not opposed to that. Wrangler? What about wrestling belts? Can you wear wrestling belts? Would that still be the same? Then
1: you'd need a belt underneath to hold up your pants because a wrestling belt wouldn't fit through your belt loops unless you have some really big dungaree belt loops. Yeah. Matt's growing tired of this conversation.
0: I would like to wear shoulder pants, as my daughter calls overalls. Shoulder pants. But you can't wear belt buckles with shoulder pants. Why not? Because they don't have belt loops. That's what the shoulder straps are for. Gotta get
3: creative. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm really missing uh, Matt's eye rolls right now. I <laughs> He's know. He's wrapping up signals.
0: Well, we, we, oh, we, 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 we won't, we'll talk about it off air, but you're right. Well, we, As soon as you guys get back in the studio, Matt's in a position where you can all look at his eyes. And uh, he's close enough where you'll actually hear the uh, hear them roll. You, can no,
3: hear them. you can't oh, just sh- look at them. You have to gaze at <laughs> them.
0: Matt specifically dries his eyes out under a fan before the show. So when he rolls his eyes, you can damn well hear them. Yeah. Uh, Barney Alamos has 10-gallon hat. I would like something more than that. Can you have a larger than 10-gallon hat? Does it have to be? And what makes it 10-gallon? I don't
1: know.
3: All right. exchange rate, we'll be up to 14-gallon, won't we? <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh, George Hay, for some reason, says, buy pants that fit. George, you have a (laughs) pair of small jeggings that damn well fit you without a belt. One of these days, there will be a picture of you wearing them, my friend. I know you're the one who bought them. Um we have prices right, but we don't have time to get to it. We have Mag Fetish Josh, but I think we're going to hold off on that because we're near the end of the uh, of the okay. show here. There is a question that came in, and I was kind of waiting for for a time in the show to get to this. This came in from Jarrett Morell a couple of weeks ago. He would like to know, and I want to go around the horn. So give it some thought, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or, or or Gavin and and Joe Josh. He asks, "How did you all come to play paintball?" And conversely, how did you, like, go from just playing paintball to getting into what we're doing right now and where you are with paintball? Um, Joe, it's one story, but Gavin and Josh getting involved deeply in in this end of it is a different story as well. But why don't we uh, we start with Joe? So the question is, how did you get into paintball? And how did you get so deep into it, I guess?
1: So we, the first time we, we before we knew the survival game existed, we were still, you know, late teenage guys and we still like playing sort of army and war. And we were creeping around in our camouflage and, and stuff um, just playing, I, I guess, for playing army for, for lack of a better <laughs> term. And someone said, hey, I heard about this thing called the survival game where you go shoot people. So we were in high school and we we found out about it and we s- someone made a reservation and we went to play. We had to wait like 3 months to go play. It's almost as long as you have to wait to get into Home Depot now. But we um we had to wait about 3 months and went and played and we got shot and it was pretty fun. We went back again and then um getting into college, I needed to do a marketing project on starting a business. Instead of starting a coffee shop or a flower store, I started a paintball field and The rest is history. Behind the Bunker came about. I think Todd and I were talking about we should do this show and we'll call it something. And a pod wasn't even a podcast; it was live internet TV then. And we what do we call it? We'll call it Behind the Bunker. And here we are, umpteen years later.
0: But Joe's got an excuse for being in the industry because he started a paintball field. But what about you, Gavin? Like, let's talk about let. Let's pretend this is a uh, a Marvel comic movie. What's your origin story?
3: Um, So, there's some internet footage of this, um, and I've (laughs) talked about this on the show before. Um, It always billed me. So, I I grew up in Cambridge, Ontario, played lots of um, Captain Flag, uh, Cops and Robbers, Army, um, and paintball was sort of the natural progression next, right, uh, after sort of the video games. And there was this one field called Flag Raiders Paintball, uh, and it was in the 80s. And I remember seeing a, it was from the bunker i think newsletter uh one of my friends at school had and it talked about paintball and you can go out and play and i really wanted to play really really desperately but my parents would not sign the waiver um because they didn't believe in war games i didn't believe in uh killing people and glorifying that so i actually had to wait till i was 18 in order to sign my own waiver and it was uh through a group of my brother's friends um who had all these wonderful coupons to go out and play
1: <laughs> and
3: and and that's how it like uh, that's how it was. So the night before, we drove up to an hour and away, a la- hour away from us, uh, to a, a surplus store to pick up some camouflage because that was necessary uh, in order to go out and play. And uh, I just had the best time ever. And Joe was very welcoming, accommodating. Uh, clearly, he was. Um, he's like a virus. Uh, once you get him, you, you can't get rid of him. It's like, like a crack. Um, he's like a crack dealer.
0: Is how I <laughs> yeah. pose it.
3: Uh, and and so and it was just a wonderful. Um, opportunity and experience, and I wish I had experienced it earlier, because you can remember this was like the, the early 90s or like late 80s, early 90s, uh, when it wasn't as accessible, right? So this was all really like word of mouth or like mailers. Um So there's a lot of misinformation. Yellow Pages? About
0: the, yellow, y-
3: yellow, pages. yellow Pages is a huge market for it, right, in terms of the advertisement. But for for the regular Pat and Steve, um, you know, they just didn't, they didn't understand what the sport was about. Uh, but it really connected with myself and my brother and it was fantastic Uh, and that's how i got hooked into it and not only did i enjoy the sport and want to play as often as i possibly could i started really annoying uh the owner (laughs) joe um hanging around and you know like in the hey you 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 would know
1: michael belletti
3: (laughs) (laughs) but you know i i worked my way into building more uh game time in by working at the field right so it started off as refereeing um because I had a love for the game, whether I was playing it or whether I was uh, just being around it and and supervising it uh, to work in the counter and then being like the Walmart greeter guy. Like it just, it was natural evolution for something that was sort of in my soul and ready just to be ignited. Um, And I think that speaks to a lot of people's experiences too, right? Mm -hmm. But again, uh, starting off earlier on, it was, there's a lot of misinformation about the sport, but. As I talked to my parents later on, and they saw the positive impact on what happened in my life and my, and, and those of my my peers, that they wish they had known and have been exposed to what the culture is really about, and yeah. they would have signed that waiver much earlier on. So I think the youth of today have it so much easier oh, than yeah. um, me trying to sell to my immigrant parents. Right? <laughs> hey, so <laughs> uh, du- about playing the game. So
0: Dwayne King in the live chat says, "Gavin, if you still need a legal guardian to sign your waiver, he can do it." Um, But how did you how did you go from Gavin Sharma, 18 years old, playing paintball to getting involved with Behind the Bunker? Like, I I think you were just in the wrong place at the wrong time.
3: I I think uh, because of CRTC, because we're in Canada content, you need some diversity. Um, and, and that's why I'm here, right? I have little experience and little to offer the actual program other than my pigmentation. So And that takes your
0: 10% of time off. Um, Josh, we should move over to you, sir. How did you get involved in paintball?
2: Uh, mine started with uh, a hockey team outing in the off season, And uh, I played and I, I liked it, but uh, I, for some reason it didn't click. And then uh, I got to play again when I went away to college. And the second that happened, I was in. And I spent a few years there being a broke student and only being able to play when we could return enough empties to go. And uh, when I moved back to Cambridge, I got my first big people job. And from there on out, it's just been a slow and steady addiction that I have no intentions of fixing.
0: How did you... How did you and behind the bunker come to to to, to get together? Josh like uh, I I see the fit and we're, we we you you're perfect for the show but how did that whole thing start? How did we convince Josh Suubisabricus to be on the show? Do you how did that whole thing happen? Were you um were you drunk?
2: It well uh, first of all it was your fault
3: i can chime in okay. and give the actual information but you go ahead josh with your bullshit
2: <laughs> so I'd, uh well at the field i think it was at the field one night it was just like hey um we're doing a show you should come by um it's in the basement of a store and I was like, oh and i think there was a mention of some cookies which i still haven't seen
3: but uh oh. yeah i it on down there, and that was sort of my
0: first show. Yeah, back when we used to have craft services.
3: So the real story is um, Josh and I uh, used to general the Phoenix Project. So there was the uh, allied side or the good guy side versus the axis side or the bad guy side, depending on what the scenario was. Uh, And we were opposing generals. And so part of the appeal and the reason why both of us are on the show originally was to help do some marketing and recruitment Uh, for our individual sides. So this is during the the period of chat forums uh, when you logged in and you sort of went back and forth uh, online. Uh, But this provided a visual um, source uh, for players to connect with us as being generals uh, and leaders of of uh, separate factions. So that happened a couple of times. And then all of a sudden you thought, hey, Maybe I like Josh a little bit. I want to spend every Monday with him. Um, so why don't I invite him on the show? Uh, and I don't know. You can go on with your Home Depot story, whatever the hell you were talking about, Josh. But that's how it actually started.
0: Yeah, yeah. Hey. Uh- Was it at
3: Home
1: Depot? <laughs> but I, I, Gavin, I completely forgot that. I don't, didn't forget, but we used to do a newsletter. We used to, we used to send out From the Bunker. That'd be a good
0: From the Vault segment. A
1: a journal for today's modern adventure, because when we sent it out, it wasn't even called Paintball. I think it was still called Adventure Games or maybe even War Games.
3: So that found its way onto the schoolyard property, much like a playboy and it was coveted, (laughs) and we all gathered around it and read it and just sort of, you know, imagined what it would be like to play against adults. And, you know, this is, remember, like, so I'm a little older than some of the viewers, and so this is around the time when there's a lot of war movies or vietnam movies coming out yeah. uh and so we all had this fantasy that we could do that and we could take on the adults but, and we can just Gavin, destroy them
0: Okay granted it was a fantasy but didn't you guys know that Joe went too far when he was the centerfold
3: It's really? still on my wall <laughs> <laughs> Good for you Gavin
0: <laughs> Yeah yeah um well, much like Josh, I didn't come for a hockey team. Me and my uh, my bodybuilding team uh, all thought that playing paintball would have been a good idea. We were all powerlifters at the time, and uh, that's how I got wrapped. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> oh, come on! Yeah, no, the place I worked at, I, I I organized a group, and that's what got me got me hooked, and then that was the end of it. I, I tasted paintball and there I was every weekend for the rest of my life out at the field playing and, and, and organizing and doing stuff. And yeah, that was, uh, it is,
2: it is kind of funny. The number of people that you hear talk about it. And I said, Oh, I played once. And then that was it. It's yeah. like, it's, a, it's like it, bit, it took them over and it bit them. Like Gavin, you found the, the flyer. You know, that
1: but how can you, you know. play Not- once?
2: And that was it. Like it, I, nobody's out there, and the, you know they grow up with their older brother playing, so that they mm-hmm. want to try it one
0: day. Well, s- okay. So speaking sure of older brother, on, like, Dwayne King in the live chat says, "And why does Todd and Matt have the same nat- last name? Did to Todd adopt Matt? No. Where we are, it has a very large Amish community, and there is an awful lot of people with the same last name. So that's just just kind of that'd be just true
1: English. Of, um, <laughs> when you <laughs> find
2: people on the street, it's not adoption. It's I'm gonna just either. jump
1: on. Sean Leonard asked us to describe the new Butcher's Bay field. Um, Sean, Butcher's Bay came about because we had the the landing craft at the base of the Guns of Navarone, and it wasn't being utilized because the water course down there had changed and it was constantly wet. And it was a long walk, so a couple of the guys decided that they would pick the, they would take the landing craft apart, disassemble it. It was built to be modular. And they reassembled it on the sandy, what we call the washout, in between the guns Navarone and Firebase uh, Phoenix. So they put the landing craft down there, and then we had a boat down there as well. So we built a dock. So it'd be like a little cove. And then they decided with some um, pieces that we had left over wood that they would build a two floor sort of base camp that would be a base of operations. For, you know Navy seals or waterborne operations and it's really the the center of butcher's Bay is really in the hub of, of so many different fields so it's you can radiate to several different fields you can hit the guns in Navarone, the French farm you can go into Saigon you can go to the guns and uh, firebase Phoenix you can go to the Laotian village you can go to the Vietnamese fishing village and from there to the POW tiger cages so it's really in a center point and it's a great um, a great hub um for for games and we've been playing some attack and defense um as well so it, it's a pretty it's a pretty neat it's a pretty neat uh fielder scenario so far
0: yeah hey i want to bring up a question from chica estrada in the live chat he says the push vhs video got him hooked in paintball Oh yeah, i think i'm going to post next week on social media i'm going to ask the topic for you guys what is your what hooked you on paintball, or what is your paintball origin? I'll, I'll, I'll origin story. I'll work on the the, the lingo, but I'll post it up because I'm curious to know what got you guys hooked on paintball. That's a great uh, thing to know, especially from a field owner standpoint. would be nice to kind of see if we could recapture that for new customers in order to get them uh, hooked on. I so. have some
1: VHS tapes that have pushing in them, but they don't.
3: So my origin story isn't that great. I was in an unfortunate plane crash and landed on joe's property <laughs> and i've just been yeah
0: he's still eating people today mm. what was the name of that movie alive alive <laughs> <laughs> Are oh you for soccer? that was the worst movie you went from like these dark desolate scenes inside the fuselage or inside of their shelter to these glorious imax Theater shots of the snowy mountain, and your eyes are just screaming because it's so bright. Uh, not gonna
3: lie, it was hard to eat my beep jerky while watching the movie.
2: <laughs> you just said it's the worst movie ever, but Sex in the City was a movie, so I'm confused
0: now. Yeah, that's true. I'll give you that. Although Mr. Big was quite a quite a handsome catch. Shut your mouth! Isn't that the main character, Mr. Big?
3: Maybe I don't know. You're asking oh, no. like you don't know. To. We've all had
0: girlfriends, <laughs> and we've all had to watch that show. So you guys can all hard screw no. off.
2: I have a, f- <laughs> I have a filter. It's a hard
0: note. Yeah. Um. What's this? Lisa Weber says. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry. I started reading this and I got really interested right away. She said my first experience was as a photographer taking pictures of friends playing. I thought that was going to go somewhere else with that. Sorry, Lisa. So yeah, pretty neat. Uh, we're gonna ask for your origin stories next week, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, so, stay tuned for that. That's been our paintball show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for watching. Does anybody have any final thoughts or words or or sentiments before we end this?
1: Um, I do. Uh, Tomorrow night is Tuesday at the Outdoor Field, so we have Mission Tuesday from 5 to 9 p.m., so come on out. It's sort of some mission-based games. And the Outdoor Field is open Saturday and Sunday uh, from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you're coming out, please register, fill out your waiver and your COVID screening document. And Saturday is also open Airsoft at the Outdoor as well. So come on out and play Saturday? Saturday. Uh, Saturday's open air but there's also rec ball as well. Okay.
0: And then Wednesday will Wednesday night will be some other version of the Kama Sutra positions. On, so check that out. Gavin Sharma from Terra Tech Industries.
3: Always wonderful to be here, folks. And thank you so much for your contributions in the chat and keeping us company this evening. Uh, we certainly appreciate all of your support, not only of the show, but of paintball in general. And on your way out, if you haven't done so, please make sure you hit like, share, and uh, let people know what you do every Monday night.
0: And George, hey, hey. says, uh, when did you open Terratech? I think that's going to have to be an origin story for another time, but I think we'll we'll get to that. Uh,
3: I'm a sponsor of the show, but I do have a full expose in terms of how yeah. I got into sand. First of all, Terratech <laughs> wasn't opened; It was born.
0: <laughs> yes, it was born in the dunes of the Sahara. Um, somewhere, someway, I have a video of Terratech a promotional Terratech video done by Seb, but I have no idea in the hundreds of hard drives that not hundreds, but certainly dozens of hard drives that we had over the many years where that video is, but it was awesome. You guys had like L no, it wasn't El Tigre. What were some of the paint brands that no, he that had was, featured? That was, oh. uh, that was the Matador. Eye.
3: Yeah, I can't. Yeah, remember. that's There's correct. Three yeah. Different
0: brands. The Matador. I'm going to have to find that. I have no idea where that is, but I'd really love to find that. Um, But anyways, I I digress. Josh, thank you for being on the show tonight.
2: Oh, thank you. And thank you to everyone who liked and shared the show. As usual, the rest of you did. You're dead to us.
0: Yeah, yeah. On the way out. Good suggestion. Make sure you guys hit that like and share button. I appreciate it, ladies and and gentlemen. Um, And thank you to Matt for pushing all the buttons. You're welcome. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for watching. If you guys uh, enjoy the show, make sure you guys check it out on our podcast version, which is available iTunes or anywhere that you guys get your better podcasts from. Uh, Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank you to you guys for listening. Thank you to all the co-hosts, and we'll see you guys next week.